welcome to Excuse My ADHD, a podcast for adults with or who think they may have ADHD. I'm your host, Jeanette, and this is my journey. Hello, and welcome to Excuse My ADHD, episode number 25, Bad Day. I'm your host, Jeanette. And I'm navigating ADHD one distraction at a time. Today, we're talking about all of those crazy moments when, you know, the ones that coined terms like squirrel and airhead and hot mess, those big ADHD moments that we hate. Come check out some of mine. If you're a first time listener, thanks for tuning in. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. In the essence of saving time, I'm forewarning you that there's a good chance you will be subjected to a lot of ums, okays, and so's. I've decided that if I'm going to get this one out on time, it's going out unedited. So bear with me. Sitting here trying to think of a topic for this episode, I found myself coming back to the same thought. What are some of the most quote-unquote ADHD things that I've done? I started thinking that maybe we could commiserate. You know, I tell you mine, you tell me yours. I'll get started here, and you guys can message me your most ADHD stories. I can post them anonymously, and we can have some fun trying to, you know, out ADHD each other. Think of it as a bonding exercise. You do, let's say, peculiar things. I do peculiar things. We all do peculiar things. Let's make each other feel less alone and less peculiar, which is a weird word, and I'm not really sure why I chose it, other than I didn't like the word. I didn't want to say weird. But anyway... I have been ridiculed and made fun of and berated for the things that others see as ridiculous, and I'm guessing that you have too. And it hurts. But, you know, we laugh it off and silently reprimand ourselves for whatever it is that we've done this time. We shouldn't, though. We're all doing the best that we can every day. And even neurotypicals do the same things, just not at the same frequency or with the same level of pizzazz as we do. So let's, let's get started. Um, I have washed a pee-filled diaper in the washing machine. And let me tell you, that is a huge mess of whatever silicone gel or whatever they put in those things. And I think I've also accidentally washed pull-up or um, one of those little swimmer diaper things that kids use in the pool. But, you know, those aren't as absorbent, I guess, and didn't really do anything. Both times I had to rewash the clothes because they smelled like pee. And with the first one, with the diaper, I had to get in and wipe all the gel 
stuff out of the washer, which took forever. I lost my cell phone at a shoe store while trying on shoes and frantically started looking around for it. This went on for like 20 minutes. I had started walking out the door and went to grab my phone when I realized it wasn't there. I even went so far as to check all the boxes of the shoes that I tried on. Finally got desperate, asked the sales lady if I could use her phone to call my cell. I was silently praying it wasn't on silent because I have a tendency to put it on silent at work during meetings and then forget to turn it back on, which can be a bit of an issue when trying to find my phone or when people are trying to get in touch with me. So I called my number and guess what? It started ringing. Relief. Followed by immense embarrassment when I realized that my phone had been in the bag of the shoes that I just bought the whole time. It was the only place I didn't think to look. I've shown up to work on my day off. Literally, you know, got dressed, told my parents, nope, today was in fact not my day off like they thought it was and drove into work. Walked into the building and everyone just started looking at me all confused. My boss came out and asked what was I doing and then proceeded to tell me that in fact I was off that day. That one got some good laughs from my coworkers. Never live that one down. And that wasn't the first time. It happened at a couple different jobs. I've also not showed up to work and was called and reminded that it was my day to work. So went in. People also made fun of me for that one. Uh, One of the bigger ones that I think I've talked about before is I wrote a 13-page paper on the day it was due. My husband took my son for the day so I could get the paper done. And I, of course, had procrastinated and didn't have it done ahead of time. So I spent the whole day doing research, making my note cards, annotations, bibliography, writing the paper. I had just finished everything, ready to shut down when my husband came home with my son. It was perfect timing. It saved everything, shut the computer, was ready to start dinner. The paper wasn't due until midnight, so I figured I'd just do it after dinner and after, you know, put my son to bed. I went in later that night to submit the paper and found out that I didn't properly save it because it was nowhere to be found. I searched everywhere in the computer I could think of, every file, every folder, everything. I checked every single jump drive because I was God, I was so certain that I saved it on a jump drive and the computer. It wasn't on any of my jump drives. I even tried to auto-recover, but it was nowhere. I had to beg my professor to let me submit it late, and she was nice enough to give me a 24-hour extension. She said that if I could reproduce it and get it to her, by then I was probably telling the truth and she wouldn't dock my grade for being late. Thank you, Jesus. 
So that night and into the next day, I rewrote the paper and submitted it. Come to find out, and this is the best part, my 13-page paper was single-spaced. The instructions I read 20 times said it was supposed to be 13 pages double-spaced. I essentially wrote a 26-page paper not once but twice. Not really sure which ADHD moment in this story is the best, but I think I hit about all of them. Um, I locked my keys in the back seat of my car at an amusement park. I can't remember why, but I remember I was changing shorts or bathing suit or something in the back seat, and I got done, made sure I locked the doors before I closed them. I think we realized the mistake because we were getting something out of the truck or wanting to put something back into the car. I can't really remember anymore, but we discovered that they were in the back seat. I had just changed clothes in. My friends and I had to track down and get help from a park security guard to get the car opened before we could even go in. Like We were so excited. We got there on time. We were early. We were getting there right when the park opened. We wanted to, I think it was some a new ride or something we were really excited to, and we wanted to get in before everybody else so we didn't have to wait in line. Um, my freshman year of college, I was a commuter. I lived about 35 minutes away from campus, and this also meant I had to park in the commuter lot which was another 20-minute walk to my classes. I was running late. I think it was still pretty early in the semester, and it was definitely early in the morning. As in, my first class was an 8 a.m. calculus course. (laughs) I was stupid, and I was a freshman, and what the hell did I know about early a.m. math classes? I found out pretty quickly. I mean, you guys already know I suck at math. And I'm not a morning person, so that combination was just bad from the beginning. Anyway, I grabbed my stuff and headed to class. And once classes were over, I had a job on campus, and I worked the counter at one of the restaurants. By the time I was done with work and headed back to my car, it was like 11, and I'm pretty sure that the last campus bus had run just as I was getting to my car. I don't know why I remember seeing it, but I can remember seeing the bus pull away. At this point, you know, I'm dead on my feet and I just want to go home and go to bed. I went looking for my keys. They weren't in my purse. Okay. So I checked my backpack. Not there either. Holy crap. I just took a deep breath. I said, okay, I'm going to check the car. And, um, a lot of times my purse would knock over and my keys would fall out. It wasn't uncall. It wasn't something that didn't happen before. So it's, it's like, all right, let's check that front seat. Not on the floorboard anywhere. Not in the seat. And I had gotten around to the passenger side, and that's when I saw that they were in the car in the ignition. <laughs> And my relief of finding the keys quickly turned into panic because next I realized that, shit, I bet I locked the car door. 
How the hell am I going to get to the keys? Check the door and hallelujah, they were not locked. I don't know how someone didn't just drive off with my car that day, but it was a miracle. It was still there. And so was all my stuff. Like none of my stuff was missing. These are just some of the wildest ones. And what I think you might notice by now is that there is a bit of a theme. Every time I did something, it was because I was stressed or excited or just exhausted. Now, that doesn't mean that every time I misplace or lose or make a mistake that it's for those reasons. But the big ones, the big times where I mess up, that's usually the case. And we already on the daily have problems with, you know, misplacing and forgetting things. But, you know, these are times when it feels like the universe is out to get us. Like we must have really screwed up in a past life or something to keep having things like this happen. We aren't focused. Well, I already knew that. Okay, but this is worse. This is the thinking about a thousand things all at once you know, instead of just the typical 500 or completely focusing on one thing and just blocking the rest out. A bad day almost always seems to start and end with one of these instances and just snowballs all day until we get to the grand finale. And our minds are just completely done. We're overwhelmed. We're frazzled. We also aren't fully processing our own actions and are on autopilot to a point. So how do we fix it? How do we quit making these stupid mistakes? How do we stop forgetting? How do we quit losing things? Well, we don't. Not totally anyway. Everyone loses, forgets, makes mistakes. What we have to do is what we do for everything else. Work smarter, not harder. Our brains already work hard enough to try to keep up. And whether you're, you know, treating your ADHD holistically, whether you're on medication, a combination of the two, or using some other tools in combination with one of them, the playing field isn't always even across the board. Our brains are wired for one thing, though, that will help us, and that's order. Some simple things like creating a launch pad or just having a designated place to keep your things, like your phone, your keys, your wallet, your sunglasses, it's a start, and it can be huge. Keeping things like that in the same place, being mindful of doing it will help to minimize those problems. And once it becomes a habit, it'll be part of your autopilot for those stressful or excited days. Think about it. If you get up and get ready to head out the door, if all of your stuff is in one place, you might actually make it out the door on time. Won't miss that meeting. Your day will have a better start. Mindfulness is a big one. And so is slowing down, allowing ourselves to process information as it comes at us. It could be as simple as taking a deep breath and then reviewing you know, in your mind, what just happened or what was said. Emotional balance 
and being mindful of our emotions is vital. We have to learn techniques to help calm us in our most turbulent times. And this is something that I know I struggle with. Lastly, we have to remember that when we do mess up, which we will mess up again, that we aren't scolding ourselves. This will only make our emotional state worse and start the ball rolling all over again. Self-love and forgiveness are so important. We're resilient and we're strong, but we're also our own worst enemy. We've got to learn to start loving ourselves and even our ADHD, even though most of the time we hate it. We also have to remember that there are things out of our control that have nothing to do with ADHD or anything we did or didn't do. And we have to find the good. That is what we need to try and remember when we feel like the sky is falling. That we're different, not broken. That yeah, okay, we might be a hot mess. But we're trying. And so just try to balance your emotions. Be mindful of what's going on. And try and have, you know, some order. All right. I've told you mine and lectured you a little bit. So now it's your turn. DM me on Facebook or Instagram. Send me an email through the website, www.excusemyadhd.com. Go to the contact page. That's where you'll send it. And I promise when I read them, I'll do it anonymously. I won't say your name. And until next time. Thank you for listening to Excuse My ADHD. If you like what you hear, don't forget to please subscribe, rate, and leave an awesome review. Show notes and social media links are available at www.excusemyadhd.com. Until next time.